Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Inside the Coach's Office. My name is Tom Murphy Jr. I'm here with Coach Brian Barnes, as always. And today, man, today's going to be a fun one. We have not one, but two first-time, first-year head coaches at the varsity level. And um, I'm really excited to talk some football. Um, we, have, we have Coach Mike and we have Coach Andrew. And Coach Barnes, how fun is this? You are the you are the veteran coach here today. Now you know they. So you're gonna get to pick these guys' brains um, about what they got going on. But you also am gonna you're also gonna have the opportunity to give them some advice. So so I want to welcome Coach Barnes first because I I want you to kind of express how excited you are to talk to some first year head coaches. This is, this is pretty awesome, Tom, because you know, it's, it's the middle of April, right. Coming up on spring. And so we're, you know, we're all finalizing our, our summer calendars. We're all finalizing our, our, uh, you know, seven on seven schedule. Uh, we're finalizing you know, our, our coaching staff is pretty much in place and we're kind of chomping at the bit ready to go and, you know, and with these guys, you know what, I'm only going to give advice if they ask for it, because I, you know, I've been there, uh, you know, as a, as a first time head coach and, and you're excited and, 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 you know, these guys have been, have been raring and ready to go for a while. And they've earned this opportunity to, you know, do it the way they want to do it. Um, and, and over the years, they've come up with, um, you know, the values that, that, that they want to instill in their own program. They're going to have the opportunity to do that. And it's so exciting. And, you know, the advice I always give guys is, uh, you know, enjoy the moment, right? Enjoy that first game, enjoy that first practice and, and enjoy that first time you, you get together with your team at your summer team camp and stuff, because there's only, it's only going to happen one time or it's a first and it's really special. And I'm sure these guys, um, you know, I've, I've had a chance to, um, you know, get to know them a little bit pretty much through text and email. You know, this is really the first time we've, we're going to have a chance to, to chat like this, but, you know, they're just, just good guys that I'm sure will do great things at their, at their respective schools. Absolutely. So uh, I'd like to start with you, uh, coach, coach Mike. Um, if you could just introduce yourself real quick and let people know um, what school you're, you're, you know, where you're at right now and kind of how you got to this point. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks first and foremost, Tom, for having me on. I really appreciate this opportunity to uh, learn from you guys and and learn uh, and hopefully get a few things from Andrew uh, that we could use uh, over here at uh, Henry Ford and and keeping our program and uh, going in the right direction uh, since we are starting at Ground Zero. Uh, but with that being said, to answer your question, um, you know, I spent the last twenty three years in the Catholic League and um, have been really lucky to be part, or, uh, part of and around some unbelievable coaches. Um, you know, I was reflecting a little bit as I prepared for this job uh, to, and really for the first time sat down to think about uh, who has really shaped me, who's really given me an opportunity to grow. And, uh, and I've really been around uh, uh, quite a few Hall of Fame coaches. So um, I'm really lucky uh, to have had that opportunity. I think that's some of my... Um, you know, my advantage, if you will, uh, as I came to the table and applied and interviewed for this position uh, here at Henry Ford. Um, but with that being said, you know, uh, one of the things that I learned uh, and one of the things that St. Ignatius believes in is uh, first and foremost, the most important thing we all must do is give back to our own community. So as I learned more and more about that, uh, I started reflecting on what exactly I was doing. And uh, this Henry Ford position came uh, and became available. Henry Ford's within my own community. And I thought that I had a chance to actually start to uh, walk and maybe um, and fulfill some of those same beliefs that uh, St. Ignatius had and give back to my own community. Uh, so I took advantage of it, of it uh, threw my name in the hat, and I was blessed to be able to be selected um, by Mr. Youngblood and Mr. Uh, Anthus at uh, Henry Ford uh, II. So, um, that's how I kind of got where I am today and got a chance to, to be on your show. So thank you. That's awesome, Coach. Uh, Coach Andrew, um, kind of the same thing. Can you just give the, the people a, a, a bit of, of your background and how you got to this uh, point where you're uh, a first-year head coach? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a coach's kid. 
Um, so kind of coaching is something I grew up with, something that, you know, I've always wanted to do. Uh, I've had a, a bunch of different coaches in my life that have kind of inspired me to, to go down this road. Um, I, when I got done with my playing career, I reached out to uh, the head coach at my alma mater, um, Coach Schultz, uh, who allowed me to come on as a volunteer position. Um, and I was the running backs coach on varsity at Waterford Kettering his first year. Um, I was at Kettering for four years. Um, I had the opportunity to um, work on the varsity level, work on the JV level as a coordinator, work on the freshman level as a coordinator, and then kind of back up uh, as a JV coordinator. And then um, I was able to go with Coach Schultz and uh, Coach Zuby over to Ortonville Brandon, where I was the head JV coach there. So I got um, some head coaching experience, obviously, on, on the lower level, but it was still great for me to kind of uh, get that experience. Um, I had coaching buddies of mine um, get the job at Madison Heights Lamphere. Uh, they gave me a call. Um, they were interested in kind of an offensive coordinator. So I met with them. We got along really well. Um, I was at Lamphere for a year um, with a couple of my good coaching buddies. Uh, we had a lot of success our first year. Um, and then after that, uh, because of the success we had, we had a couple of coaches get the opportunity to get head coaching jobs of their own. Um, so I went from the offensive coordinator there to the defensive coordinator. Uh, so I've been on both sides of the ball. I got a ton of experience uh, in that realm. A um, couple of years at Lamphere, uh, moved out to Wald Lake, um, got uh, kind of a coaching position at uh, Milford High School, where I'm at currently um, as the defensive coordinator. Our head coach, Coach Smith, was unselfish enough to um, you know, stop coordinating the defense to allow me to come aboard um, and work with him. And I worked as his uh, defensive coordinator for two years. And then this past year, I moved back over to the offensive side of the ball. Um, and I was his offensive coordinator last year. We had a ton of success. A couple of changes happened. Um, and I applied for the head coaching job at Milford when Coach Smith um, did not return. Uh, got that job and super excited, kind of have a different kind of experience because I know the community. I know the kids. I know the administration. Um, I know the parents. So it's, it's been great. And uh, I'm excited to, you know, continue what we, what we built last year. Absolutely. Now, coach Mike, I want to ask you something. Um, you said you have 23 years experience coaching football. What is it about this year and this opportunity that made you want to make the leap to head coach? Well, that's a great question. Um, really was getting back and giving back to my community. You know, um, I've always coached in areas that uh, have been a little bit of a drive um, from, where, from where I actually live. And, um, you know, it was just really a couple people uh, within the uh, the Henry Ford uh, system reached out to me. And um, I think the real big thing was, you know, evaluating the school, evaluating the students, evaluating the administration. And the more I saw, the more I liked. Um, so it was really just kind of, um, it was kind of a thing that uh, maybe was fate, uh, if you will. So um, it's never really been about having a title or, or being the lead. Um, it's about giving kids an opportunity to uh, experience successes and be prepared, uh, more importantly, um, after they leave high school and, uh, of course, uh, in life. So um, this was not necessarily uh, an ambition of wanting to be a head coach. It was more of um, a situation that just um, kind of took a life of its own. Coach, that's uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, I think one of the mistakes I made as a young uh, football coach was that I, I wanted to be a head coach you know, right now. Right. I mean, and, and I think, I think growing, going through my career, I was so worried about being a head coach. Um, I mean, I, I, looking back on it, I, I greatly appreciate it. You know, all the experiences I had um, and all the people that I learned from, but I wish at the moment I would have appreciated, you know, what I was going through, but instead I was that young guy that had to be a head coach. Like I wanted to be a head coach right now. So it, it's cool that you brought that up because, in, in my opinion, in this profession, everything's about timing, right? And, and if the timing isn't right, and, and then it's not going to be the right fit and, and it's not going to work for everybody. So, um, you, you know, if you guys, Andrew, I'll turn it over to you really quick. You, you know, what, 
you know, what could you tell me about how the timing of things worked out for you? Cause I know we've talked previously about some other openings, you know, over the years that, um, um, I mean, maybe at that point in your career, the timing would have been fine regardless, but, um, if you could, you know, kind of talk to me through that a little bit and how the timing with this position were, is really going to work out for you. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you guys are, are both right. Timing is everything. And, uh, I enjoyed the last three years that I spent at Milford, um, and kind of moving at the same time as I was able to take on that, uh, assistant coaching job. Um, was kind of like, you know, all the stars aligning, the, the perfect timing of, uh, in a way. So um, I, I didn't really want to leave is what it came down to. Um, I did, you know, kind of do, do my due diligence uh, in previous years um, because you need a, a, essentially a certain amount of experience in the interview room and, and putting together a portfolio and things like that. But I wanted to stay. So it was just exciting for me. Uh, that the opportunity ended up coming up because, I, like I mentioned, I, I like the community. I love the kids, uh, love the school, the administration. Um, so it was just exciting. I was excited to be able to come back in um, whatever capacity. It just so happened to be, you know, in, in a new one. Coach Zalkevich, let me go back to you really quick. Um, you know, Andrew mentioned, you know, putting together the portfolio and, you know, one of the things I make sure to put in there is kind of, you know, our, our 30 day objectives, our first 30 day objectives. Right. And, um, you know, not everybody might have something that official, but I think we all can agree that as coaches, there's something, you know, about those first 30 days. And you know what, who knows who picked that number, right? Why wasn't the first 29 days, 25, whatever, but regardless, you know, in that, in that first 30 days, we all kind of want to, there, there's, there are some goals in there some things they want to establish. Right. Um, in our program. And so we're making sure, you know, we're, we're establishing what we want right now, Mike, if you could, and I, this will be for both of you. Um, but Mike, if you could first, you know, what do you think for you was the most important thing that you would have in that first 30 days that you wanted to kind of, you know, set the tone for your program that everybody knew, you know, how things were going to be with you in charge. I'm smiling for simply uh, the <laughs> fact that uh, in my preparation for this, uh, for this talk tonight, not really sure what to expect. I have a few different documents. I'm working off a couple different monitors here, but uh, my one document that I had and opened up first was simply my first 30 days as a head football coach. Excellent. Um, it's funny that you say that, you know, but I think this is really powerful and believe it or not, this was one of the tools that I used uh, during my interview process. You know, I wanted, um, you know, just to step back a little bit, you know, to think about, you know, the interview process. Um, you know, when I decided to throw my hat in my ring was, you know, mid-December and uh, actually was right around the holiday. And at that time, I started preparing to take this job, um, not to hopefully get gifted this job. Uh, and I was lucky enough to get it. But this is when the first 30 day uh, document was actually created. I didn't get um, selected until Jan sometime in January. But with that being said, you know, I think that just goes to show the power behind what you just said and, and having a, a plan. Uh, it's no different than preparing uh, for an opponent. You know, my most of my career has been spent on the defensive side of the ball. And our job is to give our kids an opportunity to be successful. Ultimately, in the power and what we believe in is the kids on Friday night, and this is what makes the sport great, ultimately gets to make the decision as to whether they're going to be successful or not. And I hope, you know, I don't disappoint too many people out there thinking that, you know, all of us uh, coaches are absolute, uh, you know, uh, geniuses and, and mind readers and um, can predict the future. But reality is this, those kids out there, they have the power. Our job is to give them the tools to be successful. So with that being said, to answer your one question, what is the most important thing in the first 30 days? It's the kids, baby. It's the kids. Andrew, can you, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, tell yeah, me if, if you could, your um, coach Mikovich, maybe, maybe, it doesn't have to just be one thing, but in your first 30 days, was there something in particular that you wanted to emphasize uh, in regards to kind of setting the tone for your program? Sure, absolutely. I think Coach Mike, uh, you know, just to piggyback off what he, piggyback off what he said, um, he laid a great foundation there. Uh, I'm big on preparation, organization, um, and communication. So uh, I use that, you know, that first 30 days or first several months document is essentially a checklist, right? So it, it just helps you 
um, stay focused and stay on track to some of the things that you know that you need to do, but they might, might not be top of mind. Um, so, you know, meeting with the players was huge. Um, shortly after, you know, I got the head coaching job, I had a parent meeting as well. Um, and I was able to put together, you know, a, a PowerPoint for them to just try to open up those lines of communication. Um, you, you, as all of us coaches know, uh, having the parents on your side and, and, you know, giving them a role in the program can be pretty effective um, with getting a ton of things done. It, it takes a village, you know, to run a football program. So we wanted to make sure um, that we could, we could rope those guys in and, and really give them a direction and, and tell them, you know, I'm here for them and uh, just allow them to not necessarily speak freely because we know how that can get at times, um, but to still know that they can come talk to me if need be. Uh, and then the same thing with, with administration and, uh, and the teachers inside the school opening up those lines of communication uh, are huge. Um, that's your resource. So I'm not in the building. Um, so I am gonna rely heavily uh, on them to help me, uh, help them essentially keep our program and our kids in check. Um, and as we know, uh, a player could be amazing between the white lines, but if they don't take a care of business um, in the classroom, it, it almost doesn't matter. So I wanted to you know, be able to communicate with the parents, the players, administration, teachers, everybody like that, um, just to get them on board with what we're trying to do. Uh, and I would say that would probably be the biggest thing, minus obviously, you know, having that that first player meeting where, um, you know, a little bit of rah-rah session for, for lack of a better phrase. Yeah. Now, uh, Coach Barnes, I wonder if you can give the, uh, these fellas some, some insight on how you went the ups and downs of building a staff. So obviously coach Andrew and coach Michael have a, a long story situation of being assistant coaches, but now they are in, in the position of building their own staffs. What can you tell them about, about building a staff and keeping a staff and how to deal with turnover year to year? Yeah. I have said multiple times to a lot of my coaching friends that, you know, one of the top, one of the hardest things about coaching at the high school level is having, you know, putting together a quality staff. And when I looked at, you know, when I get for, when I first got hired at Bishop Foley Catholic, you know, we were in a situation where the program was struggling a little bit and it was down a little bit. And when it came to hiring coaches, you know, I, you know, we put the post out there on our coaches association website, you know, and I, I think I had maybe one guy reach out to me. I mean, people weren't exactly beating down our door, you know, to come coach at Bishop Foley. And so over the years, after we've had some success and have done some good things, I've had, you know, follow-ups, even though we don't have any open positions. So, I mean, that, you know, you know, I think we're doing something right, but definitely a challenge in my, you know, and my philosophy has always been as I've gotten older, um, even if a guy isn't the most experienced uh, coach in the world, as long as he's, I know he's a good person and, it, and his values match up with what my values are in terms of, you know, coaching high school football, then that's somebody that I can work with. And so all my guys are, I consider good guys that I think would, um, you know, they would be, they're great role models uh, for our, for our football players. So that, that is a big challenge. And, and my situation was unique in that, you know, I didn't have any uh, teachers in the building. So I'm actually curious to, to ask, throw that question back to, to these, uh, to Andrew and Mike. And, um, you know, I'm wondering if, if they had any teachers in the building that are going to be able to help them out or have helped them out in the transition. So I didn't have that luxury, but um, I was able to get in the building at Bishop Foley as an educator. And so that has helped me in that regard. And, you know, turnover is going to happen. You know, I heard, you know, somebody say a long time ago, like you want guys on your staff that aspire to be head coaches uh, because generally they're, they're really going to care and they're going to be invested and they're going to put in the effort to do everything they can to uh, be successful. And so I've told my guys, I've had guys on my staff that have gone on to become head coaches. And, and I think that's, you, you know, ultimately what you want. The other part that's, I think sometimes hard for a lot of us because, a lot of times, you know, we're, we're, we're football coaches. Some of us have egos, right? Um, to some degree, I think everybody has to have an ego to some degree. And so a lot of coaches are hesitant to hire guys that are smarter than them, right? But I, you know, I kind of look at it. I'm not threatened by that. Like if I, if there's going to be guys that, you know, I'm secure in what we, I do as a leader of the program, if, if I can get guys that are going to help us out and win games and help, you know, develop these guys into being uh, productive young men after they graduate high school, 
then I'm all for it. But, you know, every situation is unique at that high school. Um, uh, coaches, uh, Coach Mike and Coach Andrew, Coach at, you know, their high schools are a little bit bigger than mine. So their staffs are probably going to be a little bit bigger um, than what I have. And so that creates challenges there as well. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's like I said, just hiring the right guys that are that are good for the kids. Yeah. So, uh, so I want, I kind of want you guys both to like respond on that coaches. Uh, I, I'll start with you, coach Mike, um, being an assistant for as long as you have, you kind of understand what it takes to be a, a quality assistant coach. Right. So how are you planning on taking that to the next level as head coach and building your staff? What, what do you look for in your assistant coaches? Another great question, um, and uh, I'm glad that you asked it because um, during the interview process, you know, the first thing I wanted to do was be respectful to the staff that was, you know, at Henry Ford before I got there. So I took the time to reach out to the former head coach and and ask for advice and and listen. And there was lots of great advice that he gave me and um, and gave me a good pulse on what was actually going on in the program and. Um, you know, kind of just reminded me that the key in what I was looking for um, in the coaches were basically people that were selfless. Coaching is a, is a, um, is an art. Coaching is um, a extremely giving um, situation of one um, person individually, as well as their family. And if you don't have guys that are truly willing to um, dump their heart and souls uh, out for other people, um, it's going to be a problem. You know, um, there's lots of times where um, you need to be selfless uh, to make sure that another coach gets their needs met. Uh, there are times when you'll need to be selfless to make sure that players um, get what they need. There are times that you'll need to be selfless when parents might need something. I think it's important to make sure that you have the ability to give first. Uh, and that's what I looked for most importantly in the coaching staff as I interviewed and uh, made hires. So um, I believe that we have been able to put together um, the foundation of a staff uh, that is made up of being selfless um, coaches, coaches that are transformational, coaches that align with what we're trying to do in our pillars of our program. And um, the kids have to come first. The teaching staff, the faculty of the school have to come first. Um, making sure that the program comes first uh, is the number one thing we were looking for. And I believe the guys that uh, have committed to our program uh, are those types of guys. Now, Coach Andrew, kind of on that same level, but you kind of came up and like you said yourself, you, you're a coach's kid, right? How do you think that's going to affect you in your trying to build a staff? Because you came up in a football household. You came up under... A head coach who was also your father you probably got great insight through that what is your plan to build in a you know a coaching staff and and how does your experience equate to what you're going to expect from your assistant coaches yeah, absolutely um so while i agree with everything coach mike said i'm going to piggyback off of uh, what coach barnes had said a little bit um and it goes back to um finding men um, that are good role models, uh, that have the availability, that want to mentor uh, young adults um, and help them grow as individuals. Uh, I can teach them the X's and O's, the, the chalkboard type stuff. What I can't do is um, teach them how to care for players, um, teach them how to sacrifice their time and, and be unselfish, like Coach Mike said. So I'm looking for those qualities um, that, you know, these men already have within themselves. And if they have the time, I have the time to, uh, to coach them and tell them what they need to know and, and how to coach it and, um, how to, uh, relate my messages to our players. So one, I look for good guys and guys that, um, that don't necessarily agree with everything each other has to say, uh, but that, um, are all in it for the same reasons. So uh, I'm blessed again, being at the school that I was at pre for the previous three years, we were able to retain 12 coaches, uh, including myself from the previous staff. Um, and I think 
the reason that we had some success last year was just the camaraderie between the coaches and then the camaraderie between the players and then the camaraderie between the players and coaches and then the administration and, and the parents and so on. So um, keeping that, that unit together for, you know, for the most part was extremely important when I got hired. I wanted to make sure that um, everybody got their chance to, to talk about, you know, what they think, how, how the program could improve, what they think could have been done better, um, what I could have done better being on the staff the last couple of years. Um, so we want to make sure that everyone has a voice and whether we take everyone's, you know, uh, opinion or, or everyone's suggestion or not, we still want to make it feel like um, they've been heard and their suggestions and opinions are being valued because they are. Um, you know, we don't want to surround ourselves in the coaching industry with a bunch of yes men, right? Where people agree with everything you have to say because you really don't know, you know, 100% if you're doing the right thing or not. So yeah. it's nice to get that feedback from guys that maybe don't necessarily disagree with what you're saying, but say, hey, love where you're going with this. Um, it could be perceived maybe as X, Y, or Z, you know, maybe a try a different approach or, or here's a different idea. Um, and having those guys on staff that question you um, in a good way is imperative to have, right? Not somebody that goes behind your back necessarily or does it in public, um, but somebody that uh, is just keeping you on your toes and making sure that you're doing things the right way and for the right reason. So um, like I said, I'm blessed that I was able to keep uh, 11 guys and, and 12, uh, including myself, and we were able to hire a bunch more. So uh, in Milford, um, we have a, a great community and we have you know one youth program. So there's no middle school football there. Everybody is in that Pop Warner system. And we have a ton of coaches on our staff um, that grew up in that system and then coached at Milford previously or at other places. Um, so they really just want to see Milford succeed. It doesn't matter you know, who the head guy is, uh, who the players are. Um, they really have a rooting interest. So we can't have enough of those type of guys uh, around our program. All right. So... I want to ask Coach Barnes this question, and then I would like both of you guys, so I'll let Coach Mike go second and then Coach Andrew go third. Um, Coach Barnes, in, in your first year, going into your first year, what was your biggest fear? Was it, was it losing too many games? Was it not being good enough? What, was it, what was your biggest fear of being a head coach going into your first season? Well, mine is uh, kind of a two-parter going back to, you know, what I mentioned earlier. I wanted to be a head coach so bad that it didn't matter if I, you know, was necessarily ready or not or if the, the situation was the best. And so in 2010, I was God, 30 years old, 31 years old. I applied to be a head, the head coach at Harper Woods High School, got hired after uh, the previous person they hired, uh, you know, his, his references didn't check out. And so I got lucky and was offered that job. And I immediately had the wrong attitude from the get go. You know, it was all about me and it was all about uh, wins and losses. And it was all about expectations and, and that sort of thing. And I don't think that was fair to those kids at the time. And I mean, looking back on it, there's still a lot of those kids that I still talk to to this day and a lot of relationships that I built that, you know, I don't regret, but I definitely had the wrong mindset. And so you know, we didn't start off great. I think we were one and three after four games. And I remember going back to the locker room after that third loss and I was sitting in the office by myself. And I remember just started crying after a game by myself before the rest of the staff and kids came in just because, you know, I had the wrong mindset and I had the wrong attitude about the whole thing. And, um, and so it ate me up and it was really more about the wins and the losses and how I looked. And then, you know, fast forward to my experience at Bishop Foley and it was, uh, you know, coach used a great word, the trans transformational coaching. And, and I'm a big believer in the growth mindset and, and what we do and, and working with kids. And, you know, I had a couple experiences in between that I, that I cherish and learned a lot from some great guys. And, you know, when I got to Bishop Foley, it was a lot different. Um, the, the fear wasn't really there. Like I knew that, you know, my head was in the right place and my heart was in the right place and, and what we wanted to do <clears throat> and what we wanted to build and do it the right way and focus on the important things that, you know, the things that we could control. Right. You know, we, we've had this conversation before Tom about, you know, don't worry about championships, worry about being a champion you know, that sort of thing. And what does that mean every day, right? At practice and school, at home, 
in your community, you know, in regards to your faith, all that stuff. Like, what does it mean to be a champion? If you focus on that stuff that matters, you'll grow as a person. Then ultimately you have success as a football program. And so, you know, the fear dynamic changed for me as I, like I said, as I've got older, we just had a great season, um, you, you know, next year, you know, you could think to yourself, oh, well, what if we meet those expectations? You know, what if we don't go back to the prep bowl? What if we don't do this? Like none of that stuff is on my mind and I don't want any of that stuff to be on our coaches or players' minds. Like none of that matters. Let's just focus on, you know, getting stronger today. Let's just focus on, you know, taking a great uh, ACT test. Let's just focus on getting a great grade in class, that sort of thing. And so uh, as I get older, um, that dynamic has changed. Fear isn't there, but as a first year head coach, you know, 10, 11 years ago, like I said, my focus was on, um, the wrong things. And I was, I was definitely afraid of losing. Yeah. So coach Michael going into your first season here as a head coach, like, can you talk about what you fear right now or? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if, if there's really, I don't know if fear is the right word, um, not meeting, um, some of my own expectations, uh, would be probably something that I'm concerned about. And, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, um, being able to, to reel myself in a little bit, just like, uh, coach Barnes stated, I think is really important. Um, but you know, what we're trying to do, and I think, you know, not being able to accomplish what we set out to do this year, you know, we've uh, talked to the kids and we've been, you know, around them as especially in the weight room and, and what we've been telling them is uh, we're not talking about wins and losses. We're talking about in our goal for this year. And this, I guess, could also be the fear uh, to answer your question would be if our kids leave this program without having the ability to truly care for their teammates. Uh, that's something that we're focused on. And that's all we want to do this year. You know, and I've promised these boys that if they truly learn how to care for each other organically, authentically care for one another, care for each other so much that they might look at their buddy and say, hey, man, I love you. If we are able to get to that point and get to that point within our whole varsity squad, I think the Friday nights will take care of themselves. Because at that point, it's about um, the experience. It's about what they're going to take with their memories. You know, it's about what they're going to talk about at their 10 and, and 20 year reunion. So, um, you know, the thing that I'm concerned about is our kids don't really learn how to value another human being. They don't learn how to care for one another. And they don't create those uh, relationships that last a lifetime. So uh, those are things that I'm focused on. Yeah. And Coach Andrew, I definitely want to ask you the same thing. Like you going into your first head coaching job. And I know fear is a strong word, you know, and coaches, they don't fear nothing. You know, like you can't, you can't really fear it. But and you, like, but, but what is your biggest fear going into your first season as a head coach? Absolutely. So um, being at, at the school, knowing all of our coaches, knowing everybody in the building, knowing all of our players, um, those coaches and players advocated for me to, to be where I'm at right now. Um, so my biggest fear and, you know, I'll go out and say it, it's 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 a it's a fear for sure is letting those uh, players and coaches and members of the community, like I said, that advocated for me to be in this position I am letting them down. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean, uh, wins and losses on Friday nights. Coach Mike said those, you know, if we take care of business, um, in the practice, on the practice field, in the classroom, um, and at home, you know, those are, those will kind of take care of themselves. Um, but as far as not having them prepared, uh, for, you know, many of life's crazinesses. So, uh, you know, have, making sure that they're building relationships like coach Mike said, um, but also making sure that I'm providing them with everything they need to grow as football players, as family members, as individuals, as students. Um, so there's there's a ton of things that I probably don't even know that I don't know uh, that I need to eventually figure out so I can provide that to my coaching staff and to our players in the program um, to give them kind of what they need uh, to continue to develop and, and become uh, you know, great members of society, but hopefully awesome football players on Friday nights as well. Absolutely. Um, so I want to touch on something that all three of you guys really understand, but I'm going to start with you, Co Coach Mike, because um, you are in the health field. You, you have a, um, a very demanding uh, career. Um, can you touch on what it's going to be like for you to do what you do 
in your your I, I call it a day job. I would you know in, in your career and also having to put the time in as being a head coach. Can you touch on like how big of 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 a time commitment and, and how big of a responsibility it is to do what you do as as your career and also do what you're gonna do as a head coach of a high school football team? Yeah, it's um, you know, it's I can sum it up in one word: uh, relentless. Um, you have got to have a relentless uh, attitude. You have to have a relentless um, drive and you have to provide relentless effort on a daily basis. Uh, relentless is a very important word to me. I hope that that word also becomes important to uh, our team uh, and teams to come. But, uh, you know, it's all about good planning. Um, you know, um, whether this is a positive or negative, you know, um, we have to work around and I think we offer an opportunity for other people to enjoy and give back to the community because the fact that we do have people in a number of uh, people that work, if you will, day jobs. So our practices, because of those day jobs, um, start later, you know, so instead of, you know, starting right after school, school gets out at, let's say, hypothetically 215, boom, you're in the practice field by 230, you're out by five and you're home and, and doing what you got to do. We had to flip the script a little bit. And, you know, instead of doing your homework immediately following practice, we're going to have, you know, a study table before we even start practice. And that study table is going to be served, uh, is going to serve two purposes. One, first and foremost, we want to make sure that we have a way to connect our kids with their teachers. We want to make sure that our kids have a period of time where they can um, make up tests. We want to have kids uh, to have a period of time when they're still fresh to get the homework and put the time and effort into school that's necessary in order for them to be successful. In addition to that, while that piece is taking place, which is very, very important. It's also giving our time, uh, time for our coaches to finish up their jobs, to make sure that they're meeting the needs of their employers, but then time to travel to practice. So when we start practice at four o'clock, you know, most of our, you know, our coaches are already done and on their way. So, um, so starting practice a little bit later uh, is a way that helps us do that. Uh, my job um, does happen during the day. Um, so I do spend my evenings. Um, Weekends, you know, my weekends, a large portion of my weekends, and when I say a large portion, you know, it's easily 20 hours on the weekend that I'm putting in and I'm doing nothing for, uh, but football, you know, but um, none of this happens um, without good planning and an unbelievable and supportive wife and family. You know, when I decided to uh, throw my hat in the ring, uh, before I even uh, started to fill out the application, uh, my wife and I sat down and we talked about, is this something that we want for our family? And does our family want to tackle and go after this? Um, I have three daughters and they're athletic and they understand. And, and we've been doing this for a long time. And this was a family decision uh, to go uh, and throw our hat in the ring. And, and one of the greatest things about this, the day that I found out uh, that I was selected, um, one of the greatest things is, that has ever happened to me is you know, the athletic director at, uh, at Henry Ford, Mr. Anthus, he brought me into his office to talk to me about it, but we were at a basketball game. My daughter was playing against Ford, if you can believe that. And um, as I was walking down with him, he had another uh, teacher bring my family in. So I was in there for maybe 30 seconds and then my family came in and Mr. Anthus introduced um, this opportunity and really basically anointed my family as the next head coach. Uh, of Henry Ford High School uh, while I stood there. And it was almost, again, like I said, kind of um, meant to be uh, because this was a family decision, you know? So um, in order for me to be able to do this and be successful, I have to be able to provide the time needed to be successful at work. But then once I'm out of work, I need my family to understand and make sure that they're available um, and, and help me have success at practice because that time is taken away. Uh, from my family. So um, that's really how it gets done. Yeah, that, I had to laugh a little bit because Coach Barnes also has three athletic daughters, like young daughters. So I, I found that very, very ironic. But uh, and I'm sure Coach Barnes, I definitely want you to touch on that aspect. But I want to get to Coach Andrew about the same situation. How are you going about having a lifestyle, having a career outside of 
you know, football, but also being taken on the responsibility of being a head coach. What is your battle plan uh, going throughout like this season and years to come being a head coach? Coach Mike said it uh, perfectly. Um, you got to have a great su support system at home. So um, I don't have any kids yet, um, but my fiance and I, um, you know, live at our house with our dog and, you know, many conversations with her about her baby. You know, if, uh, you know, if it's something that is plausible with our lifestyle um, and it's, it takes a lot of sacrifice and it's not necessarily me that's sacrificing it's, it's her, you know, it's other members of my family. It's um, my work that, you know, those are also things that have to sacrifice or people that have to sacrifice. So I can kind of, you know, do what I love to do, which is uh, coach football and um, try to mentor uh, student athletes. So um, making sure that that home base was covered for me was, was step one. Um, and she is extremely supportive. Um, we've been together a long time. So she knows, you know, just like I'm sure, um, you know, Coach Mike and Coach Barnes and, uh, you know, their wives, um, they kind of understand that um, there's a period of time where you're just not going to be around as much. And I think on the flip side of that, um, it means the time you are around uh, is that much more important, right? So um, I'm doing this with like quotations, the off season that we have, um, where you're not, you know, at the school five or six days a week, you really got to understand. And then now it's time for you to sacrifice. You got to understand the wants and needs of your family members and, and things like that. And it's your time to sacrifice because they do a lot of sacrificing uh, in the summers and in the falls. So having, having her support was huge. Um, I'm lucky enough. Again, I, I can't say how lucky I am um, to work in a family owned business where I'm allowed to kind of make my own hours. So um, similar to coach Mike, we have a bunch of nine to fivers and we start practice a little bit later as well, about four o'clock. Um, and we do the same thing. We have a study hall, maybe twice a week. Uh, our strength and conditioning coach, Steve is awesome. Uh, him and his staff will, uh, work with our guys and, you know, a workout or, or two a week. And then we'll have a coach come in a little bit early. Come, so leave work a little bit early, come in and practice a little bit early and then run them through a little bit of game film. So there's a plan just like, uh, you know, everyone's kind of stated here where, um, you know, having being, being organized and being prepared kind of just helps uh, everything work a little bit easier. So, you know, we start practice at four. We do have a little bit of a pre-practice. The coaches that are able to make it, make it. And the coaches that stroll in sometime between four and 4.10, um, they don't miss much. And then we get right to work and we're, we're very efficient with what we do. And we try to get in and get out uh, as quick as we can, um, as efficiently as we can. There's not a ton of wasted movement or, or wasted time. Absolutely. Now, Coach Barnes, like, how have you – handle the the family like I said like I had to smile when, when coach Mike said he had three daughters like uh like how have you handled and, and, and adjusted this this uh coaching versus life balance and done it successfully yeah well I'm, you know earlier you said it was three athletic daughters and I'm sure coach will agree that our girls get our their athletic skills from both of us obviously right so uh, let's make sure we're, we're clear on that but uh, you know I'm lucky that um, my my father-in-law is a Hall of Fame Michigan high school basketball coach uh, actually in the from the Wald Lake area uh, coach at Wald Lake Central for years and has over 400 high school coaching wins and so my my wife knows what goes into uh, you know coaching high school sports and um, and the time commitment that we all that we all you know have to have to commit to and 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 coach mentioned that you know, the off season, like, you know, you use it as a time to make sure we're really into what our, what our families are doing. And, you know, I, I say this all the time, I'm actually busier, I think in the off season with all my girls uh, events, you know, sports and the musical and, um, you know, pitching lessons and singing lessons and things like that than I am during our football season in a sense, because at least then I know I'm at, you know, I'm at the school, you know, from 7 a.m. until 6 in the evening or whatever, and, and I'm not all over the place trying to do that. But um, that's, um, you know, that's a challenge. And then, yeah, you know, going back to what the guy said about, um, you know, let me backtrack. You know, a coaching friend of mine said to me a long time ago to, you know, when you get into this, make sure that your kids are involved with what you do. 
And so I make sure that my girls, you know, come to our youth camp every year. I make sure they come to our football for women's camp in the summertime. Um, you know, they're involved with our spring flag football club. They're always getting gear. They're on the sideline before games. And so I do everything I can to make sure that they're involved. Like we got them shirts created. It's kind of funny. So when they sit in the stands in the games that say, my dad doesn't call, my dad doesn't care what play you think he should call. You know, everybody gets a kick out of that. So they've got those shirts. So uh, everybody knows that it's, they're my girls, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. And so that's really important to me that they're involved with what, that with what I do and they take ownership in that. And then, you know, similar to these guys, um, you know, after school, we, we do a study table session because I'm the only coach on our staff that's an educator. And, and so that allows my guys to get there. And then, but more importantly, obviously, you know, with the, to emphasize, you know, the academic part of, you know, what we do in, in educational athletics. And, you know, when I initially got hired at Bishop Foley, I was able to get into the building work in attendance. And then um, as an English teacher, and there's a lot of challenges in that teaching English, and in being the football coach, and I've since transitioned to a PE health job. And what's funny about that is now I'm fighting the challenge of your stereotypical PE teacher that's a football coach, right? Does nothing, just rolls out the basketball, you know, basketballs for the kids and, and then just does football stuff all day, which I'm a little bit more prideful than that, you know, so I definitely don't do that. And there is a little bit more downtime, but I definitely take the health classes seriously uh, that I teach and, and try to teach the kids life lessons and making sure they're doing the right thing, uh, taking care of their bodies and whatnot. And so, you know, at the end of the day, though, it's, you know, we signed up for this and, you know, it's it's important that our, our spouses and significant others understand what goes into it and, and they're, you know, make sure they're a part of it as well. And, and just, you know, it's a lot of fun. Brian, I think this one's going to be fun for you because Brian likes to ask his favorite question, but it's going to be a little different because you guys are first year head coaches. So Brian, I want to let you put your guess, your favorite question, but it's, there's going to be a little caveat to it. There's a little twist to this. So we've asked all of our guests, um, you know, what is a specific tradition that they have unique to them and their in their, it can be their school or their coaching situation or in their coaching history that is really cool that they would like to share. And so you guys, it's obviously going to be a little bit different because this will be the first time as a head coach that, you know, you're going to have a, maybe a specific, you know, tradition, whatever it might be. So I'll go, Mike, I'll ask you first, is there going to be a specific tradition that's going to be unique to the Ford Falcons this fall that is really cool that you'd be willing to share with all the listeners right now. And if not, that's okay. Cause I'm putting you on the spot a little bit. If not, that's all right. Is there a specific tradition that maybe is unique and special to you as a coach that you've experienced, you know, over the years in your coaching career? You know, the one thing that we're going to do uh, this year, and I don't know, it's obviously not a tradition yet, but it's something that um, I think is really, really important. And that is um, allowing somebody that has been impacted uh, by Henry Ford football uh, to come in and speak to our kids uh, before the game. And um, this is going to take place um, basically when we come in after basically our pregame. So you're thinking it's about roughly 650 and uh, this person's going to get two to three minutes. And uh, we want it to be people that are within the school. Uh, we would love for it to be faculty members. We'd love for it to be people that maybe take care of the grounds. Uh, we want to be, uh, we would love for it to be alumni. We want people to get up in front of our kids before they go out to, to champion, if you will, the name on the front um, of their shirts and represent all of those people that uh, work for, have come before, um, and give them an opportunity to hear from somebody um, that is just, uh, you know, just a fan, uh, just a, a person who loves Henry Ford Falcon football and express to these boys how important it is um, and, and what it's going to mean to them when they step out on that field uh, in about five minutes. So um, that's something that we're, uh, we're implementing and uh, we've got uh, five home games this year. We've got our five people already signed up and, um, and it's gonna be pretty fun. Uh, we'll see how it works. Um, if it doesn't result, result in any wins, um, then we'll probably uh, not do it anymore. So um, this is all based off of win and losses uh, for this tradition. <laughs> Coach, I'm stealing that. That's pretty cool. Uh, and that, that was a joke, by the way. Because of course, we did. 
the people listening probably can't see me smiling from ear to ear. So yeah, definitely a joke. Uh, again, now that would, you know, obviously eliminate everything I said about wins and losses earlier. Um, but no, these, these five people that are coming are people that have impacted me. Um, the people that definitely have impacted students. And I'm excited myself to hear what they got to say, you know? So um, yeah, I, I hope this goes as well as I hope, uh, or I believe that it will. Coach, I, I can see it right now, right? Hey, uh, fellas, we're gonna, I'm going to introduce Mr. Smith, your English teacher. He's going he's gonna to say a few words before we take the field. And by the way, Mr. Smith, if, if we screw this up, you're never doing this again. We're never doing this again. So no pressure, no pressure at all. Yeah, and then Mr. Smith comes out and starts using all this crazy profanity. And then, you know, no, I'm just kidding. It's, it's also a joke. Coach uh, Mikovic, Andrew, what? What is a tradition that's unique to you as a coach or, or that you would like to implement, you know, this upcoming season for, for the Milford Mavericks? So Milford is uh, a school with many traditions. Um, so we are going to keep uh, the ones that I feel like fit uh, the culture that we're trying to build. Um, but there's three in particular um, that I really like that we're going to do or that we're going to continue to do. So um, during that first week of practice, uh, the two-a-day sessions, um, we have, a, we had a coach on staff, um, who had to stop coaching because he kept honestly getting promotions through the army. So, um, he's a general in the army. Uh, he does a great clinic talk about leadership. And, um, what we're going to do is we're going to have him come out during those two a day sessions and, and kind of clinic our entire program, our coaches included about, you know, leadership, how to lead, um, how to follow a leader, how to be a leader, how to lead by example. Um, if, even if you're not a captain, you know, or voted a captain, um, how you can still contribute to the leadership, right? So we're hoping that um, we can really suck in our seniors this year. Um, you know, I believe you're, you're only as good as far as in the locker room and off the field as your senior group is. Um, the second one is the fact that we get a ton of guys um, from our Mustang level, so our lower level. Um, they come out, they wear their jerseys for the games. Um, they bring their, you know, their coaches from their levels out to the field and they kind of, uh, are with us, um, in our locker room of sorts. Um, and they get a chance to, to listen in on the pregame speeches, um, and things like that. And then the third one, uh, would be just essentially, um, coming out, uh, to some crazy music like we did last year. That gets everybody super excited. We get the smoke machines rolling. Um, so kind of two and three tie together. Um, but just a, another way to get everybody excited. Uh, the community of Milford does a good job of rallying around all their sports, um, but specifically the football team. I mean, we're in the process of trying to build a new stadium because we have, uh, you know, five rows deep of people all along the fence line, um, standing room only type of situation where there's not uh, a seat left in the house. Um, so we want to continue to, kind of, you know, do some crazy stuff and, and do some stuff that gets everybody excited and gets our guys ready to go. That's awesome, Coach. Now, Coach Andrew, I know him for a fair, like getting the youth involved and, and feeling in like it, a part of the varsity level, that was a big thing for me when I was a young kid uh, playing youth football. You look up to those high school players like they're heroes, you know, and when you when you can get involved in there, you're like, you know, wearing your jerseys to the varsity games and just being a part of that camaraderie, that just builds the program, you know, that never stops, you know, like, I think that's a great, great idea. It really worked for me. Like, like I wanted to be like on that varsity team. That was like a life goal when you're a, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth grader and, and you get to be around that program and, and you really get to see it. it it's, um, it's a beautiful thing, you know, when, when a program starts from the youth level all the way up to the, to the high school and then, you know, beyond, you know, so I, I, I think you got a great thing there. Um, so fellas, um, again, this has been amazing. Great, great show. Um, thank you both for your patience. This is the first time we had two different coaches on. So uh, thank you for, for, you know, being patient, but, uh, but also just being, um, you know, great guests. Um, speaking of that, uh, so uh, Coach Mike, um, 
you want to give out your your Twitter handle or any information that you would like other coaches or just anybody that's listening to know about yourself or how to get a hold of you? Um, well, I wasn't prepared prepared for that question, um, <laughs> but let me. I'll have to look up uh, uh, my Twitter handle. I think it's uh, ish. you know, I'm a little, you know, I'm not the spring youngest chicken, you know, yeah. so. Uh, <laughs> So having that oh, uh, knowledge at uh, the tip of my tongue is not so easy. Yeah, but that's fine. We can find you on Twitter. But what about uh, Coach Andrew? You want to go ahead and uh, like talk about your Twitter handle or like any social media you got or how to follow uh, Milford football or, or get a hold of you, yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the Twitter name is just A. Mikevich. Um, try to keep it simple and sweet. Um, but no, uh, no craziness. If you guys don't feel like following, it's a lot of, uh, Milford football retweets and, uh, just a lot of, uh, football stuff. So, and then Milford Mavericks football.com, uh, is our website where everybody can stay up to date on, um, kind of our 2022 results. Um, and, uh, yeah, go Mavs. Coach, you are, uh, for Henry Ford football coach at Ford underscore football. Yeah. Follow I just the- looked it up. Yeah. Thank follow you. all the good things coach is doing over there for sure our uh twitter handle for the show is at inside the office we're always looking for topic ideas or guests uh anybody that would like to be a guest or you have an idea of somebody who would be a great guest for our show my personal twitter handle is at coach barnes 20 and i am fired up to say that it finally happened i was able to put together a bishop foley twitter handle an official Ooh, Bishop Foley football Twitter handle. And of course I'm doing the same thing with coach where I can't remember what my <laughs> Twitter handle is for a football account. So I'm going to have to tweet that out. Uh, yeah, I should have find it. But, but coach, this was Tom, this was another awesome one. Yeah. Um, like great, said. great job getting perspective of these guys. It's actually at BFC underscore football. Yeah. So, but fantastic, fantastic episode with two coaches that I know are going to have some great success, not just this fall, but in building their respective programs and uh, appreciate we could get you guys, you know, I'm thankful and appreciative we could get you guys on. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. want to take this opportunity to wish uh, coach Andrew uh, all the luck in the world. Uh, now that we've got a chance to meet each other virtually, I'll certainly be paying attention to Milford. I would agree hundred percent that Milford is an unbelievable place. Uh, I got to give a shout out to Henry Ford Milford uh, Clinic. Uh, spend lots of time over there. So very familiar with your community. And I agree, it's 100%. Uh, it's awesome over there. So uh, good luck to you. I'll be keeping track of you as well as uh, thank you, Coach Barnes. Uh, lots of good tips. And uh, I took a page worth of notes listening to you guys. So uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And I certainly will be uh, uh, sharing with confidence. So thank you. Absolutely, Coach. Um, you know, I, I wish you all the luck in the world. Coach Barnes, I wish you all the luck in the world as well. Um, Coach Mike, it was it was awesome kind of being the uh, the yin to your yang um, for the last hour. I learned I learned a ton. Um, and obviously, I think you're you're in a great spot. And I think the community is going to rally around you. And, um, you know, I was ready to go out there and, and see maybe if I still had a year of eligibility left um, to come out there and play for you. So, no, I think you guys are going to do a great job. And, um, I'm excited for, for you and, and uh, for everybody here. See, that's what it is, Coach Barnes. This is this is exactly why we started this. We just we love it. We love football. Now, I'm not a coach myself. I'm just a podcast guy, but I love football, you know, especially like high school football because it's so special because you guys aren't getting paid millions of dollars. You're doing it because you love the game and, and you love the kids, right? Like and there's so many coaches out there like in, in America, but especially in Michigan, that Michigan has such a rich high school football tradition. So I'm just happy to be a part of this and, and, and hoping to help build this podcast to give this platform to, to these incredible coaches, these in, in, incredible people who work hard and sacrifice for the greater good. Like, like you said, Coach Mike, like the, like the greater good of the community you know and high school football is so so important for many different reasons you know and um we're just glad like so that like like I said like I just 
I'm happy to be a part of this and I'm happy that I get the chance to talk to great people like, like, like you guys. So, um, you know, with that said for, for coach Barnes, um, for coach Mike, for coach Andrew, my name is Tom Murphy jr. And we're going to keep going with the, with this podcast inside the coach's office to highlight all the good things that are going on in Michigan high school football. So I cannot wait to see what's, What's next, Coach Barnes? You're you're not kidding, man. We just keep getting better and better. Let's just keep this going, Tom. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, for Coach Mike, for Coach Andrew, for Coach Barnes, my name is Tom Murphy Jr. This has been another episode of Inside the Coach's Office. Peace.